Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy, verse 2, and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix and Michelle Mix. Uh, Glad to have you with us today. I am your host, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And we're finishing up on um, Ages to Come. We're finishing up on uh, But Now, and then we're going into Ages to Come. So remember, that was the exciting part last time. We were leading into this. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Into what what we're all working for. Yeah, right. Um, Through Paul, the, the word of, through Paul, the revelation through Paul, not only uh, gives us instructions on how to live this life and who we are in Christ and what is actually going to happen with us and to us and the privileges and whatever we have after uh, the rapture. Um, Shell, would you open us up in prayer, please? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I praise your word. I give you honor and we give you glory for all that you have written. With your words, you created all of the heaven and earth. How awesome, how perfect, how wonderful are all of your ways. Above all, you are seated on the throne to reign in steadfast love and mercy. So we thank you for all you've done for us, all your many blessings. And we praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll start here and we're going to talk about the Antichrist, the wrath of God. That wrath uh, of God is to the nation of Israel. Of course, the rest of the world gets involved in it. The seven years tribulation. And then uh, I'll read here a little bit in Matthew. um, Matthew uh, 3, 7. Uh, This is with uh, John the Baptist. John uh, the baptizer. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He's saying in, in, in their prophecies, God talks about the wrath that's coming on Israel because of their unbelief. He's talking about uh, it's prophesied. They should have known that. They should have known that John the Baptist would be, he was one crying in the wilderness. Those are all prophesied. They, they, it was prophesied that their Messiah was coming and that he would be born of a virgin. And uh, uh, they knew all these things, but they were blinded to their meaning or whatever understanding. But he calls them vipers. And he's saying, who warned you? And, and, and he's saying, who warned you of the wrath to come? They should have known who John the Baptist was, at least, and that he was part of prophecy. In uh, Jeremiah 30 and 7, Alas, for this day is great. He's talking about the tribulation. So that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. But he shall, but he shall be saved out of it. He meaning the true Israel, the, the, the true Israel, the believing Israel, not all of 
Israel is Israel. Michelle, would you read? It's a little kind of long here. It's uh, Daniel how, 9. How come you always get the short verses? Well, you know how bad my eyes are. Yeah. I've got this arthritis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'll read Daniel 9. 9, 1 through 27. Okay. And you can read it slow if you like. Okay. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahiris, of, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish seventy years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God, to seek by prayer and supplications, with fasting and sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God, and made my confession, and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him, and to them that keep his commandments. We have sinned, and have committed iniquity, and have done wickedly, and have rebelled, even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spank in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at the day to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel that are near and that are far off, through all the countries whither thou hast driven them, because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God, to walk in his laws, which he set forth us by his servants and prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses and the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us, and against our judges that judged us, by bringing upon us great evil. For under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil is come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth? Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil, and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. See, they, they believed in God, but they didn't believe God. So their faith has gone, and they were depending on their own righteousness. Okay, go ahead. And now, our Lord, O Lord, our God, 
Thou hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and hast gotten thee renown, as at this day we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountains, because for our sins and for our iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. And the mountain, when he talks about mountain, he's talking about governments, the government, okay? When, when he's talking about the holy mountain? Yeah, it's the holy government. Okay. Now, therefore, O God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy faith to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear and hear, open thine eyes, and behold our desolations, and the city which is called by thy name, for we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening ablation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I come to shew thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks, and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. Okay, that's uh, seven weeks, that's the tribulation. Okay, go ahead. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city the prince and the Satan. sanctuary. Prince of Satan. Okay, and the ahead. end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and ablation to cease. 
and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So while, now that I've read all that, the 27 verses. Yeah, this while is to, to Israel. This, okay. okay. So while all this is going on, what's going on with the body of Christ? Well, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. Let me read um, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 through 4. Let no man deceive you. This is Paul speaking to the believers, to the saints. Let no man deceive you by, this, by any means. For that day shall not come, he's talking about tribulation, except there be a falling away first. That falling away is the calling out of the Christian, the believers. Okay. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So the body of Christ is raptured out. So when all these, when God's wrath is poured out on Israel, and of course the rest of the world gets involved in it, we're out. We've been raptured out and we're no longer here, okay? We're in heaven. In, um, in, Revelations, um, in Revelations 12, 7 through 10, now this will lead up to where, what's happening to us. And there was a war in heaven. Remember, we've been raptured out and we're in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon is Satan, of course. And the dragon fought, fought and his angels. So that Satan and his angels fought and prevailed not. Neither was a place found anymore in heaven for them or heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. This happens during the mid-tribulation, after the first three and a half years. And I heard loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accusers of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Okay, Satan's cast out. He's cast out to the earth, him and his, him and his followers. And uh, at that time, the, the body of Christ is, uh, had gone in front of the Bema Seat Judgment. That's for our rewards, for our, for our works. We're not saved by works, but we're saved to work. So we're saved by works. By, we're saved by faith to work. And those works that we do on earth, we receive at the Bema Seat of Judgment. Then, when Satan's cast out, all these powers and principalities have been cast out with him. When they're cast out, we take those positions up. And then we rule and reign with Christ in heaven. Now, heaven is totally absent of Satan and his demons and his angels and whatever. Okay. Because they've now been they've been cast, cast out, out and we've we've taken their place. Okay. We'll be ruling and reigning with Christ. Uh, let me read here uh, Matthew twenty four fifteen through sixteen. 
Okay. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judah flee into the mountains. These ones are fleeing into the mountains, are, are the, uh, some will flee and some won't, but the believers will flee into the mountains. God will protect them. Okay. So yeah. you're saying that it says, let them uh, which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Right. Um, and, and this they, is during would, the time when we're not here? Right, we're not here. This is, this is earthly. This is the nation of Israel. When Christ returns, they will be part of his government. They will be part of Israel. They will be the true Israel. Let me read here. Uh, got a couple minutes. Let me yes. read here, Daniel. Daniel eleven thirty one, and arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take this is earthly, take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh Satan take when he comes back in the, in the second uh, in the, in mid trib he takes he enters the Antichrist and he goes and moves into the the sanctuary in Jerusalem and takes that over. That's when they flee to the mountains. He says, if you see, if you're in the field, you don't go home and get your stuff, go to the mountains immediately. So, um, and then uh, we'll go to uh, read Second Thessalonians when we come back mm -hmm. um, after our break. Um, and this is to finish um, knowing what is going on with the body of Christ during this um, tribulation. Um, so we'll we'll be glad to finish that when we come back. Uh, so we'll see you back here and uh, just from you after this commercial. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study.
are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Michael R. Mix at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Now back to Why Paul? And welcome back. And I was earlier going to have you reread a verse, just because I like to do that, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, but we don't have to read that. You did read that. I don't know okay. how I missed that. So uh, now we're back to uh, talking about the gospel of the kingdom. Okay. And I am uh, your host, Michael Mix. And I'm Michelle Mix, your second host. Yeah. First or second, whatever. Yeah. We'll go to, um, we're going to the gospel of the kingdom. We're going through the... Uh, this uh, chart that we have, this timeline, and we're at the end of it now. And we're going to be talking about the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom was prophesied, was prophesied, and that was the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus Christ's uh, teachings was the gospel of the kingdom, this coming king, kingdom, his apostles, message. They preached the gospel of the kingdom. And um, so let's go to um, Isaiah uh, 214. Michelle, would you read that, please? The word of the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it came to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. Remember that mountain stands for the, a, a, a nation, government, a government, nation. Government, nation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning brooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. And that's what's going to happen uh, after Christ returns. All nations will flow into Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be the capital of the world. And Christ will be sitting on David's throne, ruling with an iron rod. Okay. Okay, we talk about the second coming of Christ. And it'll be a thousand-year reign. In uh, Matthew uh, 25, 34, Then shall the king say unto them, on his right hand, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. So from the, from the foundations of the world, this is God's plan with Jesus Christ being in the forefront. In Matthew 6.10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Remember that prayer, the Disciples' prayer, or the Lord's, what we call Lord's prayer. Lord's prayer, yes. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
this is now being fulfilled, thy king, this prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Remember, we're in heaven. The body of Christ is in heaven. We're ruling and reigning with Christ in heaven. And they're asking, and the prayer is that whatever's going on in heaven, we want it to happen here on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? So that's, that's a prayer for the Jews. That's their prayer for this earthly kingdom. And Christ will rule and reign. In Daniel uh, 2.44, would you read that, Michelle, please? And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And forever means forever. Forever without end. Like eternity. Yeah, it's forever. So, the next one, they, we'll, we'll see what's happened here to the lost from ages past, from times past, till now, through the uh, ages to come, the great white throne judgment. So, what, you we, what we had listened to before, what all we just read about, was my answer to that question of what is the body of Christ doing now? So that that is all what it is now. So now we're going into uh, great white throne judgment. So this is what's happening to the unsaved. Yeah, after after the thousand year reign, after uh, Satan's released for a time, and and then they're cast, they'll be cast in the lake of fire and whatever. But all the lost will go in front of the white throne judgment. That's for all the unbelievers. The saints will not appear here. Our judgment was at the Bema seat, and that had nothing to do with salvation. But would you read uh, Revelations 20, 11 through 15? Okay. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Remember, the, the judge here is Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, go ahead. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works." And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So explain that one. Go ahead and read 15. Okay. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And the second death is uh, you die physically. Mm -hmm. And the second death is you die is you die, you're separated from God. And you'll, you'll spend eternity separated from God. It says it's a fiery hell, and you'll be cast away with no hope 
and you'll be there for eternity. That's forever with no end. And the lake of fire. So if you die today and you go to hell, you're in the center of the earth in hell. He takes hell and death and throws Satan and, and the Antichrist and all the followers into the lake of fire and they'll be cast away forever. Okay. And it, and it says that it says it's the second death, which actually you're, you're not dying because you're in that for eternity. Yeah, so the death means... So it's yeah. no end. So it's yeah. not meaning that you're escaping that. Yeah, you, you have... Um, uh, death means separation, and you'll have a body prepared for hell. We have a, a body prepared for heaven. They'll have a body prepared for hell. And it would be for eternity. Okay, the kingdom now is established. The promise is fulfilled. All prophecy now is complete and fulfilled. And in Ephesians um, 1.10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which is in which is are, are on earth, even to him. At this point, this is the eternal purpose of, of God, is that heaven and earth will be under God's or under Jesus Christ's authority. He will have preeminence over both. We all live in the same house. The foundation is Jesus Christ. The head of that house is Jesus Christ, and we have the earthly kingdom, and we have the heavenly kingdom, and we are all one in Christ. And that was God's eternal purpose, is to bring everything together. Then he offers it, all of this up to God. Okay? So, and then this brings... Um, uh, so this brings um, all of this really to to the close of what we've, you know, established through this whole chart um, that that we've been following through of you know the uh, rightly dividing the word. So we have went through from the beginning uh, to the times to the but now and then the ages to come. Yeah, and, and these these were revelations given by the apostle Paul given from the risen Christ to Paul to us. He teaches us how to study the word, how to rightly divide it, so that we don't get times past and the law mixed with grace. Because you can't have grace and law together. They're separate. Because if you have grace and law, then it becomes just law. Grace is, is faith and faith alone. Law is works plus faith. And, and we see in, in today, and, and of course, our times in church and whatever, it was always, you got to do this to get this. And that's not what Paul teaches from the re uh, revelations from the risen Christ. He says it's a free gift. When Christ died on the cross and shed his blood, he was buried and rose again. It was absolutely perfect for our salvation. 
There's nothing you can add to it or take it away, take away from it. It was absolutely perfect, and it's a free gift. It seems so simple, and people won't accept that simple. They always think they have to do something for it. But that's not what the Word of God says. Right, and it's, like you said, it's the, it's the free gift that's um, so easy just to accept, that it doesn't, you, you don't have to um, go through anything to accept it. And it's, and, and I always, uh, always go back to, you know, reminding that the thief on the cross, you know, how, right. how he simply believed the gospel. And, um, and at that moment, he was with Christ. Yeah, it was a promise from As Christ. As promised, yes. And he, and he received eternal life for that believing. He didn't have to pay a dime for it. Christ paid it all. And it was very expensive. But that was, that was God's plan before creation. He wanted a people. He wanted this new humanity to rule and reign with him in heaven. He wanted this nation to rule and reign on the earth. And Christ is the head of all of that. So. So as we're, as we're concluding that... Um, what do we have, um, what, what new series are we going to be starting? Well, we're going to start in um, Romans, uh, study in Romans. Romans is, is like the constitution of Christianity. And Romans is a foundation for, uh, for the believers. Then when you get over to Ephesians, it's uh, building this building on this foundation. So you have, when you're in Romans, you have First and Second Corinthians and Galatians, which is actually the commentary to Romans, and where God interprets his own word. We don't interpret it. God interprets his own word, because it's his word, so he knows. So when we get in, we'll start in um, Romans, and uh, the epistle exclusive of uh the introduction, which is one through seven, there are seven parts to to Romans, what we're going to be studying in Romans. And we're going to find that the whole world is guilty before God. In Romans 3.20, therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in the sight of, in, in, in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And in Romans 1.18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So the whole world is found guilty, whether Jew or Gentile. Then number two is justification through the righteousness of God by faith, gospel's remedy for the, for the guilty, for our guilt, justification. We're just, when, we be, when we believe the gospel, we're justified, we're sealed, and we're, beca- and we're made righteous. In Romans uh, 3.21, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. And then in Romans 5.11, And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
by whom we have now received the atonement. This wonderful gift, remember this wonderful gift that we've been given as believers, and it's offered to the unbelievers if they would believe, is to keep us out of the wrath that God is going to place on Israel. And of course the whole world is getting uh, involved in that wrath. Um, let's see, number three, crucifixion with Christ, the re resurrection life of Christ, and the walk in the spirit of, of the gospel provisions for inerrant sin. In Romans, uh, I'll read this last one before a break. Romans 5.12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So no one is good. So Romans 8.13, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye live through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And we'll continue on with number four after the break. Okay. So. And um, so, and just um, before we um, go to break, uh, do remember, uh, if you want to um, watch us live on Facebook Live, uh, that's 14th Street Ministries uh, forward slash online Bible study. That's where you'll find us. You'll find different um, episodes you can watch on our Facebook Live uh, from the past shows. You can also see our um, online Bible study that we do as well. And also, if you have any questions that you want to call in and um, talk to us live on the air, go ahead and give us a call. And you can call us at the um, uh, that 888-346-9141. Call in and you can um, talk with us and ask us any questions. That's so we'll, free. Uh, yep, free of charge. <laughs> and uh, so we'll be right back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Mix at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Now, back to Why Paul? And welcome back uh, to the show. And um, so it looks like we do, um, we have a, a caller on the line. Who are you? Hello, how are you? Hello. Hi, and this says, um, you're Angela from Florida? Yes. Hi, Michael and Michelle. How are you tonight? Very good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for this show. Great. I love listening to it on Tuesday evening. It's a great way to end my day. Great. We're we for appreciate you. that. We're here for you. So you Thank had a question? You. I have a I have a pretty serious question, Michael. I'm hoping you can help me answer because you seem mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. So I'm looking well, for a pretty pretty we'll, good we'll try. and I think you might be the guy to help me. <laughs> okay, we'll give her a try. I know you You talked about tonight, you know, the purpose in the end times is to bring all this together to offer to God. How are we supposed to know what our individual role is in this bringing it all together? Do you have any direction you can give I, me on that? I sure do. Matter of fact, I don't have it, but the Word of God does. The uh, Paul teaches that we need to be mature in sound doctrine, and the only way that I'm going to know my place, and you're going to know your place, and the question is, where is Angela's place? Angela will find her purpose, God's purpose for Angela, in His Word. And, and, and we start in, like, Romans. You, you study, uh, if you're a beginner, you study uh, Paul's epistles, Romans through Philemon. And uh, in Romans, Romans will tell, tell you where, where we've been as Gentiles. It tells us what Christ has done for us, where we're headed, and it builds a foundation on Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is a foundation, and he is also the head of the body, the body of Christ. And, and if you're a believer, are, are you a believer? Oh, yes. You believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, shed his blood, was buried, rose oh, yes. again? I know that. Okay. I know okay, that. Good. I've been baptized and saved most of my life, yes. Okay. So the, the first step is to is to get into the Word, because we want God to speak to us, right? Yes. 
Okay, and the only way he's going to speak to you is through his word. And and the best way is to get into, is to begin in Romans and study it. Okay. Read it, read it and study it and compare scripture with scripture. And get an idea of who you are, who you are in Christ. What you're really wanting to know is, who is Angela in Christ? And, and yes, what exactly. position do you have? You have a position. When, when, you, when you became a believer, when you believed the gospel, and the gospel is the death, burial, and resu- uh, resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you, when you believe the gospel, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're a new creation. You are justified. And then you become, and then you're righteous, made righteous. You're an heir of God. You're a child of God. You're an heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. And think about what that means. Remember, we was talking about what happens when you when you're in heaven. That you have these responsibilities, and you'll be ruling and reigning with Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're a brand yeah. new creation. The sin, the sin is nailed to the cross. Your sins are nailed to the cross. We still have the sin nature, by the way. And, and we will get rid of that sin nature at the rapture when we receive our new body. And then we'll be totally complete. But in God's eyes right now, as a believer, as Angela, right now, in, in God's eyes, God looks at Jesus Christ. When he looks at Angela, he sees Jesus Christ. That makes sense to you? I like the sounds of that. That sounds yeah. good. And our condem- we're no longer good. condemned, and there's no condemnation. We have, we have direct access with God through Jesus Christ. We don't need a priest or somebody else. We go directly to God because we're, we're his children now. We're children of God. And we're part of the body of Christ, and whatever and so, he. Th- and that also wouldn't that also um, be where that helps us. So if we put this into our daily lives, and we're saying, you know, um, I have to make decisions every day, and so now we have this foundation. How does this help us to um, know what choices we're making in our daily lives? Because we have so many choices to make. Um, you know, so maybe that can can help you, Angela. Definitely, definitely. That was some very good advice, some very good reminders. Thank you guys so much for taking my call. Well, we appreciate you listening and call us back again sometime. Yeah, I appreciate you listening and calling in. Night. And Thank and by the way, uh, next week next week we're starting in Romans. Okay. I will be here. Okay. I'll be listening. And you let us right. know if you're here, I'll too. I'll see you next week. Okay. okay. You have a Thank good you week. Thank you so much, Mr. Michael. Bye-bye. Oh, you're Mr. welcome. Bye. Bye. Yeah, and so that, that definitely helps lead us into what we're going to be talking about in our next um, segments. Uh, how many segments will that be divided into? It'll go on forever. <laughs> uh, we're going through Romans, and, and Romans... Yeah takes about a year or so to get through it. Yeah. So, um, 
but there's a lot of information, and like I say, it's a foundation for the believers, and it establishes us in maturity. We're, we're not to be like children, we're to be mature in God's Word, and we absolutely need to know sound doctrine and understand it, and, and Paul is always praying for us that we have knowledge. God wants us to have knowledge and wisdom and understanding. He wants us to know who we are in Christ. He wants to know, wants us to know about the riches that we have. These, these are not riches on earth, but riches in heaven where our citizenship is. We're citizens of heaven, and he wants to, us to know we're replaced in that, and, and we need to always be thinking when we make decisions and stuff, we should always be heavenly-minded. We should. Christ wants us to have the mind of Christ in us, and the only way to get that is through his word. So, Yeah, and it's definitely something to build on. So, you know, uh, life is hard. We have to go through uh, making decisions, and, you know, half the time, majority of the time, it's like we're, we have to make these decisions on our own. But with this, we know that we have the hope and we have something to rely on to get our answers. And, we, and, we're, and, we, and we're not alone. See, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And we're in Christ. We're hid in God. So we have all the privileges and whatever. These are spiritual things. These are not earthly things, things that we can see. Because the things that we see will go away. It's the things that are important is the things we cannot see. Okay. Let's read these other, um, we've got four more of these topics that we're going to be starting on next week. The uh, full, number four is the full results in blessings of the gospel. Do you have that, Michelle? Uh, Romans 8, 14 through 39. Oh. Let's say not offhand. Okay, I'll go ahead and read that then. Okay. Romans 8, 14 through 39. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, just what we were talking about with uh, Angela, right? Uh-huh. Angela, hope you're still listening. They are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. We're free. We have all the liberties and the freedom. We're no longer in bondage, okay? We're no longer in bondage under the law or whatever. For you, have, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. One of the advantages of uh, our salvation. And if children, then heirs, just what we were talking to Angela about, heirs of God and joint heirs with, with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, and we talk about all of our suffering and stuff, here it has no, cannot compare to glory, okay? We suffer with him that we may be also glorified with him. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the Son of God. 
So we're waiting for the return. Okay. I'll continue on here. Uh, number 20. Verse 20. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into this glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Everything's groaning and waiting for Christ's return, for, this, for, the, for him to call us out and for him to return. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even with ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our bodies. So we're in the rapture, we get a new body. We're waiting for that. It's our great hope. No yawning, Michelle. What are you yawning for? Yeah. <laughs> well, we are saved by hope. That's a promise. Hope is a promise. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I don't think I'm going to be able to, in our time left, be able to finish that. I guess we can pick it up next week when we start Romans. Yeah, and um, so and so when we're um, going into Romans, um, the the main um, uh, topic is is what what would you describe as uh, what we're looking forward to as we're studying this? What what should we gain from it? What we should gain from it is getting rid of the past. The past is gone. Our past is personal. Our sins have been taken away. In God's eyes, we are no longer condemned by the law. When he looks at us, he looks at Christ. Our sins have been forgiven. We're now his children, and he's wanting to teach us how to live this life what to expect, know who we are in Christ. It has nothing to do with what we've done, but it's everything that's Christ is what happened at the cross. And more, ha more, more happened at the cross than just getting saved. We, ha we have, and these other things. And, and that's uh, uh, great to end with, that uh, we have that hope. And then, like you said, the past is the past. It's gone because of um, His grace. And, you know, that really helps us to get, you know, um, through our day because we can look forward and we have so much to look forward to. Uh, as with, we have, um, as we say goodbye today, uh, we look forward to um, hearing from everybody next week and hearing more what, um, what we're going to learn from Romans. And I want to say one thing. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And grace goes deeper than all my sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we'll have, a, see, have a good week. We'll see everybody next week. Now I'm walking, walking away, walking away.
been listening to Why Paul? Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com and please join Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.